0: Welcome to episode three of the Sten Morgan Podcast, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. In today's episode, we explore the second of five stages of the Elite Advisor path. The stable stage is where you've made it out of survival mode, but now you have to start building systems so you can build a stable and consistent business. Some people never leave this stage, getting caught in a cycle of mediocrity. Of course, we don't want that for you, so have a listen to today's show so you can avoid getting stuck in this stage. To save you time and keep from missing future episodes, you can sign up to get updated the minute a new episode is released by visiting stenmorgan.com slash podcast. So, here's today's show. Sten, great to be with you again, my friend. Good to be here. I want to start the episode by reminding folks of the truths about our five stages. Uh, so we've already talked about the rookie stage. And uh, next we're going to be talking about the stable stage. Uh, so you've graduated from the desperation of a rookie and now you're stable. But there is an order to these stages. Um, there is no predetermined length. And that's something that I extend you pride yourself on teaching people is to get out of the thinking of this is going to take five years, eight years, nine years, and maybe it could be one or two years. So there's no predetermined length. It doesn't have to take a really long time. Um, and that you have to, another truth of the stages is you have to take different actions. So we're going to talk today about what do you do differently in stable than you did in rookie, uh, in order to move to the next, uh, level, which is maturing. And lastly, that, um, you know, money doesn't always fix things, but it will create other opportunities for you to, and we'll talk about reinvesting in your business. Uh, I wanted to start, uh, also with, um, some feedback Uh, from uh, a review of one of uh, our listeners. So this is from Ian. uh, And Ian has been a part of our network, uh, our Lead Advisor Network, and has also gone through our planning program, uh, the Six-Figure Revenue Stream, Implementing Financial Planning to Grow Your Business. Um, And uh, this just came in. So first, Ian, thanks for leaving a review. Uh, We'd love for you, if you can hear our voices, to go leave a review on Um, You can leave a rating on Spotify. You can leave a review on iTunes. But this is what Ian had to say. Uh, uh, So, Ian, thanks for this. Uh, He starts off with, Sten and Andy are awesome. The podcast is a healthy challenge. Sten, in a refreshing way, thinks differently than the rest of our industry. He's full of uh, challenging ideas on how to grow as a person and as a business owner to provide extreme value to clients and those you come in contact with. I've been listening to Sten on other podcasts. I'm excited he now has his own uh, I've seen incredible growth in my practice by implementing he and Andy's ideas. So thank you for that, Ian. We've got, uh, Ian will know what this means, but we've got some whiteboard markers coming your way. You'll hear more about love's, uh, Stan's love for the whiteboard. Uh, I, Stan, I, I, you didn't know this. I had someone just email in yesterday, I don't know if they were listening to the podcast or they just were on the website, but they were like, what, what, a whiteboard does Sten use? Like Sten's whiteboard is special, but they actually, they were asking the size. They said, I, I was looking at the three by two. I want to go four by six. And I was like, go no, four by six. <laughs> nice. So, oh yeah. Sten loves a good whiteboard. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the stable stage of, um, you know, developing as an advisor. Sten, can you just take a moment to remind people what is the importance and value of knowing these five stages? Uh, whether you're in it or you're not in it, but you want to understand other advisors.
1: I have a, a dream that, that at some point these stages are just accepted by our industry, that we all know what we're getting into, what the next step is to get to the next level, because I think most advisors are just wandering at this point, uh, and they're saying, if I make more money, that means I'm doing a better job. If I make more money, my business is healthier, which is not true. It doesn't mean you have a healthy team or a recurring income, or as a business owner, you have any kind of balance. One, you need to know these stages to know where you are. Mm-hmm. Two, you need to know what's the next not just I'm going to hang out because we'll talk about some of these stages. People just get stuck. And finally, if you are an advisor that leads a team or has junior advisors, you need to remind yourself of what it was like to be in those stages Yeah, and be able to coach them through it, encourage them through it. Uh, you'll be much less frustrated when you think, hey, why, is they think, why are they thinking that way? Well, you did too when you were scared and in that season. So there's so many ways to apply these stages for yourself but also your team.
0: Absolutely. We were on our group call with the Elite Advisor Network today and someone had referenced the stages and kind of moving through them. And, um, you know, it it's really discouraging if you're running a race and you have no idea how far you are into the race or when the race ends or if you're making progress or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, imagine, you know, running on a treadmill and it's like, and eh, when it stops, it stops. I mean, that's it's not a very encouraging feeling. So we want to give folks uh, a picture of the second stage, which is the stable stage. Mm-hmm. So a reminder about the rookie stage, you know, rookies are pretty much living desperation. They really are, you know, hand to mouth. Like they're just, just trying to, you know, it's all about the next deal. Uh, they're constantly looking at their bank account. So as you were discussing, and some of the differences to know that you're not in the rookie stage anymore relate to, relate to your bank account, um, re- relate to uh, making compromising decisions. So mm-hmm. talk a bit about how do you know you're out of the rookie stage?
1: As I reflect on my experience in the business, there is that desperation early on, your day to day. What's the next deal so I can generate enough revenue to cover any overhead I have or pay back to the firm plus pay my bills? I would say an an indicator of you are unstable is that you're not looking at your bank account as much. Mm-hmm. That you know that rent's paid, I can go to grocery, I can get my groceries, gas for the car, I may not go out to eat as much as I want. There's probably some luxury things, but you're not worried about the day to day. As a, from a business standpoint, that's nice because you're not just making short-term decisions. And in the rookie stage, I look back. There were times where I did something you know, and obviously needed the revenue from, and it wasn't a bad thing for the client, but there was a better way, and I reflect on that. And so as we help other rookie advisors, it's how do we keep you from doing things that are good for you short-term but maybe long-term with a client,
0: you're going to have to re-explain or undo because you were just desperate. Yeah. So I think part of this that you can – avoid those situations. You know, we talked about, I think some people in the rookie stage definitely can regret some things. A lot, a lot of times that's just out of pure ignorance. They just didn't know the right way to do it. But continuing to explore joint work and, and not believe like, oh, okay, I, I got it from here. You know, uh, that that no, I'm, I'm going to continue to surround myself with people smarter than myself. And the other part of it is that, um, and talk about this a little bit more, Sten, you, you mentioned to me that early on, because you're so, we'll just call it desperate, Or ignorant uh, that you can make decisions that that you can really ruin your reputation. Can you give an example of maybe you you know you've heard of an advisor or just something that advisors might be tempted to do? It's like it's it's, that's not worth it if you want to be in this business a long time.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, I'll just shoot it straight. And this isn't anything against the industry, but a lot of this revolves around the uh, annuity life insurance space to where you have some goals to hit, and you're like, well, if I sell this thing, I make. Ten times what I make if I sell this, you know, ETF for this young person? And that's maybe truly what they need. I think there's a, a varying philosophies about what's best for somebody at certain ages. But if I'm in a room with a bunch of advisors and we're just shooting each other straight, yeah, we know at times is there a, a pull or a draw to this one product because the commission's higher? It may not be. It may be suitable for the client. It does, it's not harmful to them, but as a business owner are we making the best choices for our clients and ourselves? And it's tough to do that in the rookie stage. When you have a manager that's saying, hey, are you hitting your goals? Uh, you need to pay your bills. That's why for us, even at Legacy, we you don't get to just become an advisor on day one and you're floating out in the deep end on your own. Like You have to work as a, a junior for a period of time, maybe even on a salary, then you work into it. Like We have to take it seriously. Even though it's not hard to get licensed to sell the stuff in this business, if we take ourselves seriously, it's like, yeah, but you wouldn't just... You know, send somebody out there and say good luck. Don't do any harm. And I think the industry in general has has
0: has done too much of that. Yeah.
1: And there's a better way.
0: So there are opportunities. And again, when I use the word ignorance, it's like you just like it's I I call it um, like not seeing the speed limit sign. You know, the, the police officer pulls you over. How fast are you going? I don't know. I've, and I've done this before. Like 55. He goes, Did you know the speed limit's 35? And I go, <laughs> You just told on yourself. <laughs> no, I. He goes, You know how fast I go? Yeah, I was going 55. <laughs> You're so finding you're the story here, much funnier out of your than car, I was. Step out of your I, but what's funny? I think he was surprised at my honesty. I go, I'm like 53, something like that. He goes, Did you know the speed limit's 35? And I go, Did not know that. Did not know that. You know? Yeah. So just yeah. Just uh, where do I put my hands on the car? You know? <laughs> right. Do I just give you the keys? You know? Um, do I get my phone call now? That's you know? But but. That's ignorance. I just didn't know. You Mm -hmm. just don't know. But the problem is, you can do a lot of damage Mm -hmm. for people's finances or situation, you know, planning or whatever. If you're if you're ignorant, so part of being in the stable stage is you're you still have to have people around you that you know have more experience. Don't don't lose that. And if you Uh,
1: don't have that because you're an advisor that's on an RIA or you feel like you're kind of on an island within a bigger firm, you know, there's there's offices where it's like their their model is one or two advisors in an office with some support staff, and you're just kind of on your own. Get in something. I mean, this is stuff we cover in EAN, where somebody brings a, a situation to the group, and we say, "Hey, here's what we would do," because you have to take it seriously.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, as an example, in in our lead advisor network community, you know, there are folks that have been in the business for twenty some years, and folks that have been like they're like a year into the business, two years, and and you know, they help each other. They help each other, and and there is such a there is such a wisdom in knowing your ignorance. Mm-hmm. There, there's such a wisdom of saying, "I don't know," I, you know, pl- help me so that I can help other people. There, that's a wise person, mm-hmm. right? So, one of the issues that you see uh, that a stable person might might run into is that they might run the risk of thinking, "Oh, I, I've made it," and so I'm going to stop investing in my development or whatever because I, and I'm not looking at my bank account. What, what advice would you have for someone that they're not as desperate? They are they're not looking at their bank account all the time. But they they're just having a hard time standing they're like, okay, I'm finally making more than enough mm-hmm. before and you want me to put the money back into my business, mm-hmm. that's hard for them to do.
1: Yep. The the average versus elite. That's a filter we use in here all the time. Yeah. When we we make any choices, we can say, look at each other, me and Andy and say, is this an average choice or is this an elite path choice? Uh, yeah. D- it's an
0: uncomfortable question, but it's oh, a yeah. it's a it's the right question to ask.
1: And so elite rookies um are humble they they their goal in that stage is obviously to to do quality work for clients but to learn from other advisors as fast as they can like and i I'd find ideal clients you know when i was in a rookie stage i didn't just find anybody i said who's a group of people i know i can add real honest value to mm-hmm. and i'm going to target them not just can i meet with anybody and then just try to force things to happen cuz i need revenue yeah so there's there's a, a way elite rookies get through that stage is you become an elite stable advisor Versus what most average stable advisors do is that it's easy to say I have some breathing room now yeah, and I'm going to upgrade my car. I'm going to uh, find a nicer place to live. And your business does not have a strong enough foundation yet Mm -hmm. and a momentum to support that. So I I drove a… 15-year-old Nissan Altima yeah. for a long time. In the When winter, I met you,
0: you were driving that car.
1: Oh, yeah. And that yeah. was version two of it because somebody hit my first one. Oh, yeah. upgrade. And that car had plastic handles. And so every winter, for until I learned better, I'd break the handles off in the morning <laughs> trying to get in until I'd bring hot water down and try to like pour it over the handle so it wouldn't break. And for a while, I was climbing through the back seat. I didn't go buy a car. I could, but instead, I, I hired my first support person right I put some money into my, my website like it was the idea of I'm gonna pour this back in because I don't want to lose the momentum yeah
0: it, so you're you you're really clear about this and I, I love this thinking and it, it surprises a lot of people who hear it when it comes to investing if you are an advisor <laughs> you're really clear and pretty bold and I, I, I it's I've been on enough calls with our elite advisor network to see people go did he just say that uh, that that you encourage people to do what with their investing as they're building their business.
1: If you're an advisor, and I love saying this at conferences too, because it's, it's hilarious. Because <laughs> you get to see everybody's face. That's yeah. right. Is that because we are a product of what we do, a lot of us, at even the Sable phase, we start getting some money, we start funding our Roth or our 401k, because there's a match. I mean, it is the advice we give other people, but as a business owner, and I work with a lot of business owners, consult with a lot of them, and I give them this advice. If you could put a dollar into your business and get 100X return, or should you put it into your Roth into a mutual fund and make twenty or ten? It doesn't mean those things are bad, but for some period of time, the dollars you can put into your business yeah. you have a much greater rate of return. So join a community, uh, hire support staff like those things, because you build a healthy business, and that creates recurring revenue for the rest of your life. Yeah, th- that's hard to argue with the math.
0: Yeah, and so
1: it, so stop funding your Roth. No, I'm kidding. If you can well, do both, great. But if you have to pick
0: one. Invest in yourself. Absolutely. I mean, it's about giving people the best financial advice as possible. And I think another way of asking yourself is, um, you know, betting on the market has been good long-term, but if you're gonna put a dollar into the market or a dollar into your own business for the next five years, like where should that dollar go? Mm -hmm. And so I think people in that stable stage uh, who become elite say, I'm gonna take this extra quote-unquote money and put it back into the business to to make uh, to make it even stronger. That's right,
1: and that doesn't mean you don't celebrate. You know, you, you, it's important to celebrate along the way and give yourself a little breathing room. But it's don't don't lose the habit. Don't lose if if you were able to be an elite rookie and the grit and the determination to develop yourself and grow a healthy business, right, and build a, a great team. Don't lose that
0: because that's your foundation. That's right. I mean, it, what we have seen is people who. Have because we talked to dozens and dozens of advisors on in you know, a week weekly basis you know face to face and you you find those who have they're so busy and they're built they built this rhythm of busyness that they don't know how to give things away versus very early on learning to give things away and being a great delegator mm-hmm. uh, and doing the things only you can do mm-hmm. uh, and I'll share a quick story. One of my kids' favorites, and if I'm honest, my favorites, a YouTuber is named Mr. Beast. His his real name is Jimmy, by the way. Uh, And he's in North Carolina, small town North Carolina. And one of the reasons, one of his secrets, maybe the biggest secret of his success beyond just he's he's an incredible researcher. Most people don't think about that, Uh, but is that almost every single dollar he made, has made, he puts back into his business. Mm -hmm. And so he would say, uh, yeah, when I was early on, I would I was making like a dollar a week from YouTube and I'd saved up and I bought a better microphone. So I'm just thinking of this guy that literally has videos where it's like, you know, I'm gonna give away a million dollars, which he routinely does, is saving up his $7 to buy a better microphone. Because he's like, I was using my brother's computer and I had a bad microphone. Mm-hmm. And so he reinvested. Because mm-hmm. he said to himself, I'm a better investment. Then wherever else I could put this money or I'm going to go spend it and buy a, you know, he, he, he shared on a recent podcast that the only reason he upgraded his house recently was security just because people found out where he lived and there was no like security in his neighborhood. Just like, I had to go move somewhere where there was a gate because people kept coming to my house. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? right. So reinvesting in yourself early on can be very difficult, but I, I think that's what, you know, you want to accelerate. You know, we talk about this all the time with advisors. There's a. There's a five-year track for you stay in the stable stage, and you're not desperate, but you're not really, you know,
1: Yeah, the stable, there's consistent. still a risk of dropping out of the business at this phase. Rookie, yeah. if you hang there too long, you just won't make it. Yeah. Stable, you could probably be in this season for, I mean, three, even five years mm. until— <sighs> That's a long time. It is, and, and, and it can just drag where you're just like, it doesn't feel like I'm getting any momentum. I'm doing the same stuff. Every month, I have to recreate the wheel. Like, it is a stressful place to stay. Yeah. But I think the the risk of falling out of the business is not because you may not have enough money just to live. it's because you just get you're just done mm-hmm. like you're like this isn't what I thought I mean, you go the limiting beliefs but I'm not cracked up for this, or you go take a salary job somewhere else and kind of give up on your dream of being a business yeah. owner so if you were in this stable phase, which means you feel like yeah, I'm not desperate, I feel like I've been around the business a while uh we're gonna tell you about the three next stages and which will help you kind of say,' okay, yeah, I'm definitely unstable right um but, but there is a true risk still of if you don't take the right actions that, that you it won't last.
0: Yeah. And maybe a good way of summarizing as we kind of wrap up here with the stable stage is that this is the stage where you have to employ the smarter, not harder. Like you have to start thinking smarter. A Rookie, it's just harder. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. Just go. You just got to, you know, you're, survive, you're surviving. And yes, there's some smarter, not harder. But you, you don't do more of what you did in Rookie necessarily. You have mm-hmm. to start to think differently. That's right. Most rookies, there's just no way they're going to hire a support person. Mm-hmm. But once you get to stable and you've got a little extra money, mm-hmm. how do you as quickly as possible bring on someone to do those non-revenue generating activities mm-hmm. that you don't have to do so you can go do the revenue generating activities that only you can do? Yep. Stable, um,
1: stable, to break out of stable in, in an elite fashion, you have to have help in a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it'll free up if you do it well, 60% of your schedule. 60% of the stuff you're doing as a rookie, you should not be doing in stable, but it requires help. And then learning to use the new 60% you just found in the most effective
0: way. Right, And so the combination of what Sten just shared there as we wrap up is the idea that to, to get to the next level uh, from from stable to the next level is that you have to continue to invest in yourself. And that includes investing in the business to free up time for you to go do the things that only you can do. And so this means hiring someone um, which is you know learning like oh, I'm not a good manager. You got to learn how you know, yeah. get a management book, figure it out that's right. right. Uh, and as
1: you learn about the next stages, as we get into those, look to those, identify somebody that's in stage three, stage four, stage five, and start yeah. realizing what is it going to take to get there. Because again, that's your finish line. You're saying like, oh, I know what's required. I'm going to train differently if I know this is a 30 mile race versus a two mile race.
0: You need to, and that's the, the the investing and the research you have to do. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you know a fellow advisor or someone in leadership in your organization who this episode could help, then text them a link to the episode right now. Se- seriously, your, your phone is it's right there. It's, it's, uh, it's sitting right next to you. So pick it up and, and help a friend out. They'll thank you later. And lastly, as you heard on today's episode, it would mean a lot to us if you would leave a review on the Apple Podcast listing and tell us why you like the show. If we read your review on the show, then we'll also send you a thank you gift that we know will help your business grow.